in retrospect, um, you know, I think Anthony Constantine on Facebook posted um, one of our one of our media guides um, from from a game against Springfield. And in the center in that game was John Cena. So John Cena. I don't remember. I don't remember if we lost that game or won that game. But, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I beat John Cena up. <laughs> everybody welcome to west county football podcast back once again bart pasterner with yours truly the man myth and legend coach joe loft is here and we're gonna be talking west county football shay bowman a standout dr shay will be with us but we need to address the canis lupus in the room <laughs> uh, and that would be the fact that uh, west County does have a new nickname now after the votes have been tallied decisions have been made a really Coach, quick process, really, from Co- start to finish, right? Coach Coach Law, it's going to be the Connecticut Wolves. I know already there's been feedback, pro, con, bum, 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 but Wolves, I like it. I'd say within my team, 95% positive feedback. Guys howling after practice, embracing the Wolves already. Yeah. And look, and, and I understand there are those who may be upset. I do understand that. And and to each and every one of you, I say, I understand. But you have to remember, there was a whole group of people who were upset when Westcon went from being the Indians to the Colonials. For some reason, I can really understand that, Bart. You know, and, and they, they were really upset, okay? And time went on. It's the same situation here. And while there are players and student-athletes who are always going to be Westcon Indians, there are those who are going to be Westcon Colonials, uh, there will be another generation of Wolves. But I'm asking you, all our brethren out there, to embrace the Wolves because ultimately anything you say, ah, I'm not, how can I support the school? How can I ever come out to games again? Again, here's the thing. There's only, ultimately, one group that gets hurt by any kind of negativity, and that would be the student-athletes. They deserve your support, and they are going to be wolves because that's the decision that has come down. Then, ultimately, you can hurt the programs by no longer supporting or following them. You may not be happy with the name change, but I ask you to go along with it, and just like others, you can always keep the colonial swag. No problem with that. But don't, don't, please don't take it out on the student-athletes and the programs that are here at WestCon who are working just as hard as all of you did, busting a gut and, and making it happen for their school. I've said my piece, Coach Law. No, I, I agree 100%. And like I said, I think current student-athletes seem like they've embraced it right away. I've got a little pushback from the alumni myself. And there's, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, that's it's ultimately the name's going to be changed. That's, changing the name right now will not change anyone's previous experience as a Western Connecticut colonial. So, so hopefully, like you said, everyone can kind of embrace this, move on, and, and understand that 
just because we're the wolves now doesn't mean potentially you're still the colonials back then. And it's it's just kind of the world we live in right now. And you get to howl. You get to howl. Come on. There's a there's it, a bonus. It is pretty catchy. West Con Wolves is pretty catchy, really. Yeah. And 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 think of all the music and the songs that can be played. Hungry like a wolf when the team comes out on a football no field. I don't, know I don't know if we're playing Duran Duran when we're, we're when we're charging the field. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we can. The band can figure out a way to make it work. All right. So look, that's the bottom line. We it's there. It's happening. And take it from someone who has been through all the incarnations. I'm with it. Well, and and to me, ultimately, like I said, I. I don't think a mascot or a logo has ever won or lost a football game. So when when I really dig deep into it, it's not the end of the world. But our guys have embraced it. They really have embraced it and, and uh, even how we're breaking down and all that stuff. So I've been like, okay, this is pretty good. And no one is going to steal a wolf mascot, okay? Here's, there's the other thing. A colonial head, that giant bobblehead, maybe. No one's going to mess with the wolf. Yeah, that that fifty year old man looking mascot that used to walk around <laughs> games. <laughs> Anywho, to all the Indians, to all the Colonials that are out there, come on board. It's the West Conwells. Shea Bowman joins us in just a moment. Doctor Shea, a gentleman who was part of turning the program around after some some rough years. Uh, Roderick. Shea Bowman, the doctor, will be in. And Coach, uh, certainly, uh, no one, and and have gotten little messages from folks, no one has had any complaints with the folks that we have brought in to this date. And I think week after week, we keep equaling or surpassing with the quality of individuals. Great way to showcase this football program. Yeah, without a doubt, we've had some great guests. We're going to continue to have great guests. And, and today's guy, uh, Dr. Shea Bowman or Roderick Bowman, uh, to me is the epitome of kind of WestCon itself as a school, the epitome of the WestCon football program, kind of where he's come from, what he's made of himself, what he's done football-wise here. For me personally, what he's done for the football program, mentoring our guys, you know, contributing to our program. And like he is – he is what it's all about as far as playing college football and giving back and making something of yourself and everything. So so uh, he's a great guest today. I'm looking forward to getting him on the podcast. Yeah, a storybook kind of guy because uh, not only did he get a great education and was a, an outstanding football contributor at Westcott, has continued his education, has uh, worked in the government sector, has worked in the private sector. Professor. Great, a professor, great family man. Without a doubt. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but he's just a guy that really is so accomplished that, that most people don't reach his level right now, uh, you know, f- going to college from where he's come from. He's just, no. just really great I, at college. And I have to say he is one of many Westcom players you've invited back to uh, to talk to kids at uh, at practices over the years. Always welcome at this campus. Without a doubt. And you know what's funny is, you know, you talk about – I talk about Shea's accomplishments and you look him at a practice back then. And, you know, there's so many guys that I coached personally that I, that I – you know, after they graduate from college, you'd be like, 
I don't know what he's going to end up doing. And then, you know, you got J.R. who's the VP of a business. You got Brian Rukowski, the same thing. All these guys that are such successful business people that you just can't imagine how far they go in their career when you see them play football and in school. But they've, they've gone so far, and their, their West Kind education has been uh, really obviously beneficial for them, but they've been so successful. It's, it's been really rewarding watching guys come through here and become the successes they've become. Yeah, well, that's what's going to be coming up here on the Westcott Football Podcast. Again, we want to remind people we're here for you um, on a on a weekly basis and uh, enjoy bringing to you some Westcott football figures from the past who have uh, either moved on to some stuff or are enjoying the good life or are, uh, you know, coming back for a visit now and then. And this is one of those visits and so Shay will be here, but folks can always stay in touch with us via the podcast just by sending us a quick message. Yeah, it's just a football uh, at wcsu.edu, edu, uh, way to reach out to us and kind of, if you got an idea, someone maybe you want to get on the podcast or even a question about the program. And then, uh, you know, looking ahead a little bit, Bart, I think we got a very unique guest again next week, someone that goes back into the annals of Western Connecticut State University football, even before I was even here. So excited to get uh, Coach Leonard on the podcast next week. Frank Leonard, uh, one of the one of the best and brightest, and I, I never saw uh, a moment where Frank did not think about the game, did not think about the team. He was uh, one of the most intense and bright individuals and so glad that uh, he has tasted success at other locales since leaving Westcott. Without a doubt, a true football lifer. I mean, resume here, here, there, here, there, here, there. I mean, so many stops, successful at so many places, coached at the highest level, uh, two stints here at Western Connecticut. And a guy that I've only met a couple times, he stopped in the office one time, just kind of swinging by campus. Uh, so I know him a little bit, so I'm really excited to kind of get to know, know him a little bit more on the podcast too. Well, that'll be all upcoming, but in the immediate future, like eh, nanoseconds away, <laughs> Coach Loth, the pooch is here running the show. Uh, we the will be bringing you <laughs> Roderick Shea Bowman on the Westcon Football Podcast. Stick around. Shea, that's not an IV behind you to your right, is it? I need one. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, I just had total knee replacement. Yes, so not we only, saw the pictures, you know, baby. Yeah, we saw the x-rays on Facebook. It looks like there's like a piece of bacon or bark in there. I wasn't oh sure what that was. God. Oh, How's it feeling? No, it's good. I mean, I'm, I'm just about two weeks in. I'm up and walking. I'm walking around. I walked two miles yesterday, um, Saturday. Okay. Yeah, it seems so. like most people that get those are amazed how, how good they feel. Like literally the pain is gone and all that. Oh. 100 percent gone. I, I feel completely different. I think that just the pain and inflammation through my body is, how, um, is different from it. How much is uh, like? Why did you have to get a re- replacement? Is it football related? Is it life related? Or oh, I, I would like <laughs> to point the the finger at football. Absolutely. Yeah, we do not want to point the football the finger at football during the podcast. <laughs> I um, you know, it was it was actually the knee that I had my ACL done. Okay. Um, yeah. on. And apparently, when you have ACL surgery, it actually exacerbates the, 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 the deterioration 
right of the cartilage and everything like that. So I had a lot going on in there. No cartilage. Yeah. Nothing. Was it just um, bone so on bone grinding? Is that bone on bone? Yeah. And I and, and, and I was just suffering for the last for the last couple of years actually. Yeah. Um, not, not being able to walk upstairs. Not even just to you know run around with the kids. So I had to I had to make that you know make that happen. How did so. you figure out what doctor you got to done it? You know what? It, um, looked around at a few doctors. Um, some 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 people in my neighborhood um, actually used the doctor that I use, and they nothing but rave reviews. Um, you know, from this particular doc. Um, so and and I've seen you know just firsthand some of the recovery of some of the folks that he uh, that he worked on. So uh, I went with I went with him. Okay. Yeah, you definitely don't want to go to a doctor like nicknamed the butcher or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. <No. laughs> for for those of you who have just joined us. Guess who's just joined us? It's Roderick Shea Bowman. The doctor himself is oh. with us here on the Westcott Football Podcast. So good to see you. What we're you know we were waxing poetic about you, Shay, before you joined us because okay. you you are such a a great example of an accomplished individual who has uh, come through the Westcott football program. You continued your education beyond your years as a as a colonial and really uh, the the and the thing that i love that that rounds it all off shay is what a great family guy that that you are you've been able to put it all together look i'm sure it wasn't easy all the time but you've managed to put it all together big tip of the cap congratulations well thank you for that bart absolutely and um uh, certainly, uh, you know, family is a huge part of my life. And, you know, it, it honestly, I was, I was a dad, I was a dad at Westcon. I was a dad when I played football, you know, um, I don't know if, if coach lost remembers um senior, senior day, uh, when my, two, my two-year-old daughter will actually walk me out on the, walk me out on the field. Yeah. You, know what, <laughs> day, you know, you know, what's funny, Shay is, and, and I didn't want it to, to seem like I was talking uh, like poorly about you. Like I was, man, I was talking about your accomplishments, what you did. But looking back at you in college, like I would have never guessed you've gotten to where you have in life based on kind of you, you're an okay student, you know what I mean, and worked hard in football. But what you've done in life has been a, inspirational, really, I think. No, thank you. I mean, honestly, coach, you know, the determination and, you know, just the, the focus that I have came from Westcom football. Uh, you know, to be quite honest, I mean, uh, you know, just looking back at the years, you know, you know, playing in in, in some <laughs> some hard times and some some difficult games, um, and, and and just having to kind of bear down and 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 just figure things out, and and that that that's how it was back in the day um, at Westcon, right? You you had to kind of you had to be ready for anything, nope. and you know, you we had we dealt with a lot of adversity, I, I think, and um. But we, we were a ragtag group of guys that, you know, we, we all came together as brothers. And, you know, I learned a lot from, you know, just the camaraderie, just the, the, the coaching, just a lot about, you know, about myself, about what, what I'm able to do. And, you know, um, I fear nothing. And I fear nothing <laughs> partly because of playing playing in the Dirt Bowl at Westcon and, and playing under Savino. You know, you, you couldn't fear anything, right? So uh, I, I lean in heavy on, on everything I do in life, family, work, you know, you know, fun and friends as well. You know, it, it, those those things are important to to just you know lean in and, and live life fully. And you know, and I learned that from from playing ball at Westcon. Yeah, yeah, to this day, I can still in my mind hear Coach Trevino yelling out Roderick <laughs> you know, as loud as he could. <laughs> well, you were part of the team that turned the beat around. Westcon had 
gone through some difficult years, uh, let's put it that way, but you were part of that that group and a huge reason why. I think, what, in uh, in 95 you had like 73 tackles in, in that one season alone. Um you know, with the Cabreras and Lombard, so the, all all those guys, you, you really helped to change the culture and perception of Westcon football. Yeah, you know, one of, one of the reasons I, I even I, I came to Westcon, and actually the the biggest reason I came to Westcon was John Servino, and you know, he he could sell you, he could definitely sell you anything, and I, I met <laughs> I met John. Coach Savino um, at a recruit uh, at a recruitment fair uh, here here in New Jersey, and I, and I was looking at other schools. You know, I played football um, in Seattle, Washington. Um, that's where I went to high school for a number of years before transferring back to New Jersey. Um, and you know, I was I was I was kind of sought after. I, I was being looked at by a few schools, but I wanted to go somewhere um, that I could you know compete right away um, and play. And you know, Coach Savino, you know, I think at the time it was right before he became. Uh, head coach he was a defensive coordinator at the time um you know he he he, he made me feel like you know I, I would have the opportunity to to be in a program that we would be able to build from the ground up um and I, I wanted to play and I wanted to play right away I didn't, I didn't want to be a d1 you know a prospect sitting you know sitting on the bench certainly I was undersized coming out of high school I mean 6'2 235 pounds is not a is not a dt I don't think um, so, you know, I, 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 I took the shot and I came to Westcon and, and I enjoyed every minute of it and, and, and don't regret a thing. What did you learn from, uh, from Servino from the, from the beginning? Did, because we've, we've heard the stories week to week, uh, about, about John who had a successful career at Westcon. And like I said, after some, uh, a little bit of the doldrums, Brought the program back to uh, back to life and back to winning ways. Uh, but what was uh, what was a key thing to to learn from John? Because we've heard about the rules and the regulations. We've heard about this, that, the other thing. For you, what was the the key thing you picked up from John? I mean, one of the key things that, that I picked up from Coach Savino was really to not give up on people. And I, I have a story that not a lot of people really know. Um, so a, a lot of people know I took a year off, um, you know, it, you know, in football because, you know, my daughter was born. I took a year off and that was that one in nine season that Westcon, um, that Westcon faced. But I actually moved out of, I moved out of Connecticut and I was, I was actually looking at dropping out of school and, um, you know, just having a child early on and, you know, just, um, you know, my head not being where, where it needed to be and, and, and just not thinking you know looking at football as a as a priority and a lot of people don't know that um john savino tracked me down in um jacksonville florida um when when i, I didn't have any plans on coming back to west con didn't have any plans on on playing football i was actually you know taking police tests down in um jacksonville and i was i was looking at a career in law enforcement so i could take care of my you know take care of my my child you know at you know at you know a, a, a young baby at, at the time um, Coach Vino tracked me down and he was like, listen, I'm, you're better than that, you know, and and I'm not going to just let you go and and pretty much screw your life up. Um, and you, you need to be, be back here and just have a little bit of back and forth. You know, I actually think he may have he may have um, fronted me some. <laughs> he, 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 he talked to my sister and made sure that I was able to um, to get back because I was staying with my sister in Florida. Um, and, you know, talking to my family, talking to me, I mean, he just, 
he he was relentless in that regard. And you know, he he I I felt like John felt saw something bigger and, and better for me. And um, you know, and 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 was a, a key influencer in me coming back um to Westcon, finishing, you know, um finishing school, finishing the program. Um, and here we are now. With with some great stops after that that we'll get to in a little bit educationally as as well that has led to your current career. So uh, uh, good, good stuff. So, uh, and we like hearing these stories of, of, about Jeff. For all the colorful stuff, we like <laughs> we like hearing you know the the heartfelt, mushy stuff as well, Coach Loth. No question. And I got a question for Shay. As you look at the D line you played with, you know, where it's once again we're a cast of characters. A couple of those guys. How would you evalu- evaluate your defensive line teammates uh, that lined up left and right of you? Oh man, we, you know, obviously I'm biased, right? I, you know, <laughs> first off, let's just say, you know, defensive line is the most explosive position in football. Let's just put that out there. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know, let's just let, make it clear that you know the D line and D line play is 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 violent um, and and fun, um, and and the, <laughs> and the cast of characters that we had um, on the D line were, you know, Dan Rowe, right? Lives, lives, Reed, lives local still here. Kevin Reed. Um, Kevin Reed. Jason Mosley. Yeah. You know, J- Jason probably was the was the probably the calmest of the four of us, but we were definitely a, a bunch of guys that were kind of reckless on <laughs> reckless on the field, especially at practice. But um, you know, we we came together, we backed each other up on the on the D line. I, I had a, a lot of fun playing with those guys. I mean, just athletically, you know, all all three of those other guys were, you know, studs physically, you know, Dan Rowe, of course, Kevin Reed, Jason Mosley, um, you know, strong up front, you know, we had great communication. I, I felt like um, you know, on the, on the line and we had a, a very interesting, interesting dynamic. I think um, Dan and I probably were, were the, were the closest of the four, um, you know, on the team, you know, being at, at, at that DT position and, and having that connection at DT, but great group of guys, you know, uh, violent, <laughs> violent, crazy individuals that, um, you know. Right, yeah. now, now, Shay, you they, know, the, they, they made life fun. You know, the linebackers, your, your guys behind you are watching this right now, probably. Let, are they, let now, them. did you make them better or did they make you better? Oh, come on now, Coach. You, we, <laughs> we all know the D-line, you know, makes the linebackers look like superstars. You know, we, we fill the holes, we fill the gaps, and they can make the plays. But, um. You know, our D line. You know, we were about making plays too. So we we wanted some of that glory that the that the linebackers wanted. So we we fought for it. Want to get to that, the educational aspect. Jump ahead a little bit, uh, because after leaving Westcon, uh, you know, not one but you know two two degrees as well. You yeah, you, you weren't tired of the classroom, were you, Shay? You know what I. Later on in life, I, I, I kind of figured out the importance of um, education. And, you know, Westcon, like, like Coach Law said, I, I wasn't really a great student. I think I graduated Westcon with a, a 2.4 or something like that. I think my major was a, a, I needed a, a 2.3 to graduate. I graduated with like a, a 2.4 and changed, changed my majors maybe <laughs> three, or, three or four different times. You know, I, I, I honestly, I, I played, I, I came to college and 
I was at Westcott and my focus was really to, you know, to play football and, you know, I suffered some in- injuries and, and, and things like that. You know, I mentioned the ACL repair. I had a rotator cuff done my sophomore year um, at Westcott. My junior year, I had uh, two broken, you know, two broken ankles, really, um, that I that I taped up and didn't tell anybody about it. And just re- recently discovered, you know, that I have fused bones because of that r- right now. So I was I was at Westcon really to play football and, and have a lot of fun. Um, you know, once I left Westcon, um, you know, once I stopped football, right? So I, I think I, my my last season, I, I I didn't graduate for another three years after that. You know, I was raising my child, I was working, um, and I just realized the importance. You know, that education, you know, is really a, a tool to help you get other opportunities, right? You know, and, and having a bachelor's is fine. Um, and a lot of people do do well with it. A lot of people do well with, um, you know, with no degree, but in, in the field that, you know, that I was pursuing um, and, and, and kind of where my focus was, I, I, I realized it was important for me to, to pursue, um, you know, graduate education. And, and honestly, it, from the outside, it might look like, you know, I, you know, that the, that the road was easy. I mean, I, I was in n- numerous graduate programs before the one I, that I graduated with my master's in, you know, just wasn't able to find the, the right match. And I, I found a school that was the perfect match for me was the, um, you know, was the, the field, you know, that I, that I wanted to pursue. And once I start, you know, doing that coursework, I, I actually just, you know, fell in love with schoolwork, you know, and, um, and, and then I obviously started to advance, you know, career wise. And, you know, in back of my mind was like, well, you know, I, I finished my bachelor's, I struggled, uh, I, I finished my master's degree. I, I think I, I finished that with like a, a 3.8 um, GPA um, for my master's. And I, and I said, you know, why not be Dr. Bowman? And, and, and why not? You know, I, I, I see people around me, um, you know, who are, you know, pursuing, you know, doctorate degrees and graduate degrees. And I said, well, why not me? And, and it, it's something that kind of, you know, once, once, once I set my mind on something, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to let it go in, until I, until I accomplish it. So, you know, I, I actually um, was in two other doctorate programs before the program that I finally um, finished in again, just kind of finding the the right match. And and I think for a lot of people, that's really what it is. It's, it's the right match. Um, Westcon was the right match for me for football, you know, um, you know, uh, and school. Yeah, the, the friends and, and the, the connections that I made, you know, that that I still have from Westcon, you know, wouldn't trade that in for the for the world. And, and I, I found a match in 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 that program. Um, I found a match, um, you know, with my career and my aspirations and in my in my in my various degree programs. And now I have a doctor of science um, in civil security leadership management policy, and I work in uh, in the field of emergency management as a professional consultant. And a college professor where I teach um, risk assessment and emergency management at Wichita State University. So, you know, it, from the outside, you know, the lines from point A to B, you know, seem very straight, but they aren't. They aren't straight. There, there's a lot of bends and a lot of, you know, turns and, and, and reverses uh, in, in, that, in that path to, you know, through education. But again, you know, the resolve to, to finish a program and to, you know, to kind of buckle down and, and, you know, and persevere again, you know, those are all, you know, skill sets that I, that I do attribute to, you know, uh, to Westcon and Westcon football, you know, just, 
you know, we, we had to be hard nose and, um, so, sometimes to my detriment, I still, <laughs> I still am, um, you know, my, my wife would tell you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little too, um, a little too focused at some times, but, um, you know, that's why I have her to kind of balance me out. Um, but you know, I, I learned that from Westcon, just, just, you know, internal fortitude and toughness. I mean, we had to be tough, right? You've been a Homeland Security guy. You've worked government sector, private sector, uh, and you talk about, uh, you know, risk management. Um, fascinating stuff. But I'm wondering if is uh, working the government sector, working the private sector, is it really two different worlds, Shay? Oh, uh, def- definitely a lot of, you know, two different worlds. I mean, the government focus, you know, is, is a lot different than, you know, when you're looking at the private sector. Private sector, you know, obviously the, the goal there is to, you know, protect assets and, and, and to make money, right? To really make money. Um, when I worked in for the Office of Homeland Security and Preparedness here in New Jersey, our, our primary responsibility is really the the safety um, and um, well-being of the constituents here in the state of New Jersey. So, you know, making sure that you know, folks had things in place to be protected against uh, natural disasters. Um, you know, I really was focused on the, on the emergency management side, but, you know, certainly um, ensuring that, you know, systems and processes and, and things were in place um, to ensure, you know, um, you know, cybersecurity uh, focus or, or emergency management focus or ensuring, you know, anti, um, you know, procedures and things in place to, to you know, to thwart and, 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 you know, deal with uh, acts of terrorism. Right. So that was really the fo- focus in, in government. And then I, I spent some time in the nonprofit sector as, as well, doing similar work, um, you know, um, with, with the American Red Cross, where I oversaw um, disaster operations for, for the state of New Jersey, um, you know, while there at the Red Cross. And our focus is, again, that human, humanitarian effort. Um, the private sector, you know, the focus is, is, is the same, right? The only difference is, you know, we, we work to uh, enhance and, and build the capabilities of, of, of government agencies, uh, private sector agencies and nonprofits um, in, in, in the same regard. So it's, it's a little bit different. The mission, um, you know, is certainly the, the same. Uh, the, the flexibility is a little bit better and, and certainly the money's better in the private sector. But, um, you know, all, 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 all very, very closely related, you know, and the bottom line is, you know, protecting, you know, protecting our citizenry and, and making sure that, you know, folks have the tools and, and things that they need to, to be prepared, to be safe um, and be protected. So, I mean, I love what I do. Absolutely. And, um, you know, who knows where I'm going to go from here. So, but, but coach Loth, he still has found time to make it to all the PTO meetings, right? The parent teacher uh, meetings. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, as far as football goes, Shay's really done a, a tremendous amount of you know, giving back to our program. I think he's come up maybe four times or five times, one time to watch practice, one time for our senior night where he was our featured speaker, came back for our criminal justice night where he had a bunch of guys in the criminal justice field came back and talked, and and, uh, he's a huge supporter of the program and and truly gives back to football, uh, which is so, you know, I'm so appreciative of the guys that want to give back like Shea has, so I really appreciate that. I was I was kind of hoping he was going to be governor of New Jersey by now. That's soon, right? <laughs> you know what? I, I I broached that that subject with my wife, and I you know I, I think it's probably cheaper for me to stay married than uh, <laughs> <laughs> more affordable to stay married than to be governor. I mean, certainly I you know 
public service, you know, and, and just giving back. And, and Coach talks about giving back to the program. I mean, that the program is my family. You know, you know, West Coast football is my family. I, I, I speak to my, my brothers in blue, you know, you know colonial blue, <laughs> um, quite, quite, quite often, you know, and we stay, and we stay connected and, um, you know, public service and, and, and just giving back to, you know, the community, um, you know, is, is something that's, that's deeply important to me. I, I've, I've held office, local office. Um, I was on the board of education here in my, my town, of my small one square mile town of Roseau Park for a number of years. I, I currently sit on the board of health um, for the borough uh, as well. This past uh, election cycle, I ran for council. I, I didn't win. I didn't win. Um, I, I ran for town, town council, but um, I'm not I'm not I'm not out of I'm not out of that yet. I still have a, a little bit of an interest uh, in, in, you know, in politics and in, in, in trying to make just, you know, my community first a, a better place. And, you know, um, so more to come on on from from Shea Bowman in, in, the, in the political landscape. I don't know <laughs> if I'll ever make it to <laughs> to governor of New Jersey. That's 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 very ambitious. So, and, um, so how no- about mayor of Cape May? Hey, that's my town now. I go there every summer. Oh, yeah, no. you do. Like you, do. <laughs> you, you frequent Cape May quite often. Now, Shay, is, is, is Roselle yeah. Park the former home of Romeo Antonucci? It is. Can he help you out Romeo. there? Get get you a couple of votes, maybe. <laughs> so, um, actually, you know, Romeo doesn't live in, in town yeah. obviously anymore. He was living in a adjacent town, and he moved a little farther farther west uh, out in New Jersey. But um, when I moved in to Roselle Park, I, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I, I know someone you know, from this town. And I, I, I made it, I made an effort to, um, to reach out to Romeo. We've yeah. been connected ever since. Um, he's, he's a great guy ra- raising his family, yep. doing a lot of big things. He's a know, former center at Western. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, these are, these are all great players that we get to get to talk about and reminisce about um, on the show. And you're talking about staying, staying connected uh, it's not as easy as as people think, and that's why we like to bring folks the podcast and bring players back in and coaches who have uh, have been connected. But as Coach Loth said, I really want to commend you because uh, if someone has the ability and and you have displayed that to come on back, stay connected in in some other ways, uh, I think it's helped to bring other people back into the fold it's like shay says it's okay so so it's gotta be okay you know and i wanted to let you know how the fans really appreciate it because we want to have uh on display a history there there's history here whether it's a winning season or a eh, season we have history this is a proud program with many individuals who've gone on to be contributors. And so, you know, again, if I had a cap, you know, if I had a second cap, I would tip all my caps to you because you helped to bring that message across. It's okay. Come on back. Say Come hello. And, and and really, uh, it, adds, it adds luster, uh, which I'm going to say a lot of – Programs, a lot of Division Three programs don't get that that kind of luster, that kind of you know oomph. So having someone such as yourself and uh, and a Des Cabrera um, and so many others, and the the folks we've had aren't and and James on 
with the program, uh, it really drives a point across. And the more you can at least put in the back of somebody's mind, there's history here at at Westcott, whether it be at the now decimated Dust Bowl or <laughs> or at the uh, the new facility, the Westside Athletic Complex, the WAC. Uh, there's history here. So I thank you, Shag. Absolutely. I mean, Westcott is, is is filled with history, and, and it's funny, and you know. You hang out in the you hang out in the suburbs with your friends, right? Watching television, watching football, basketball, what have you. And you know, someone brings up a, a coach, and I was like, "Oh, I know that guy. Where do you know that guy from? I know him from Westcon. <laughs> you know, if you look at you know, look at uh, Rutgers University. We had a number of Westcon coaches that that coached here here at Rutgers. We have you know, Serace uh, down down at Princeton. You know, we if you if you go back to you know Paul Pat, um, Pascal. Um, Pascaloni. I can't say his last name. Paul Pascaloni. Pascaloni, exactly. Paul Pascaloni. I mean, from from Syracuse to the NFL, all from all from Westcon. I mean, there's 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 great history there, and um, you know, and and honestly, when when I was on on campus at Westcon and, and playing Division three football, I don't think any of us realized we were playing Division three football. I think we were we thought we were the <laughs> you know the best of the best out there doing doing all that we could to 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 you know put together some wins right so um you know lots of history lots of history at westcott and you know i i find myself quite often reminiscing you know uh, about those experiences and and you know even you know even just to do the conversations that i might have with 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 a former player Westcon football always comes up no matter what, even if I'm having a non-Westcon conversation with, you know, one of my neighbors that that went to Westcon. You know, I'm from New Jersey. And, and when I played at Westcon, I think most of the recruits were from New York and New Jersey. Yeah, a lot right? of them. Yep. Yeah, a lot of them for New So I, I you know, I, I live very close to a lot of former Westcon players. And, you know, we played golf with um Alan Irk um not too long Wide ago. Wide receiver. You know, Wide receiver, yeah, from 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 New Jersey. He lives Two miles down the road from me, um, Bobby McLean, who is uh, Bobby Akbar now, yep. <laughs> right? He's a he's a, a school teacher in in um, in Plainfield, New Jersey, which is close to me. And I, I just spoke to him a, a few days ago, you know. So you know that Jersey connection too, you know that 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 I have through Westcon football. You know, every like I said, most of the players were from New York and New Jersey, and you know they're, they they for whatever reason came back to New York, New York and New Jersey, and we and we stay connected. Hey, Shay, speaking of history, any big wins you remember back when you were playing and stuff like that or best guy you went against or any of those oh. things? Well, the, the biggest win for me um, was um, Coach Savino's very first win as head coach against Coast Guard Academy. And it's a big win for me because I think we were, um, you know, it was tied 6-6 going into the fourth. And, and I made the tackle um, in the end zone for a safety. We won 8-6, to six, you know. So that's probably the, the most memorable win um, yeah, th- that, I, that I had at West Ham because I was directly related to that, <laughs> that being Savino's very first win. Now, have right? you ever and, told that story since you've graduated to anyone? I, no, I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I haven't, really. I, I mean, knowing me, you think that I would I would think you would, right? <laughs> Big time about it, but um, you know, now that I remember, I, I think I'm 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 a, I'm gonna brag a little bit more about that. Yeah, you but, know, what, um, you know what's funny about football though, you, you know, we play all these games; they're so important at the time. And 
But when you when you graduate and it's 20 years later, you're never talking about the game sometimes. You're talking about the locker room or making fun of the coaches or your teammates yeah. and all that stuff. It's such a unique sport, but the games obviously are important, but the, it's the bonding, you know, it's all that stuff that makes it, the, the I think, the most unique sport out there. But it got, the, you, it got you in the that's, scoring that's what, column. That's what you remember. I'm sorry, what did you say about The Coast Guard game got you in the scoring column. You got to remember that. You it did, can, it did. forever and ever and ever you will be in that point scored column. Yeah. Not, not with all the vast points. amount of zeros. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got you you got two, baby. You got two. I you know, there was there was a there was a there was a, a moment that I thought I would score a touchdown and um I I forget which game it was. I, it, it, it might it might may have been one of those games that we were close to the ECAC um, tournament. Yep. I, I forget. Um, but there was a fumble, and I and all I saw was end zone. But in the back of my mind was um, Servino saying, "You know, linemen don't linemen don't score touchdowns. You follow the ball." So I, just, I just followed the ball. It was, it, but there was nothing but end zone right in front of me. So. Well, those those are those are good times, and it 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 has to be rewarding helping to. Turn things around. Obviously, uh, influx of players has something to do with it. Coaching staff has um, a lot to do with it. But the minds have to meld. You can have a, a great collective mind of coaches, but they have to have the players who will respond. And you can have a great collection of players, but they have to be properly coached. So it, it was like the stars aligned. I can remember there's a a, a guy who I think still lives in, in Jersey and a former colonial that preceded you in Mickey Smith, uh, you know, who often said that uh, one of the reasons why there was success when he was playing there is how there was a a meeting of the minds, but the players always remembered which which mind got to the meeting first, meaning the coaches. So you never let the coaches know if you had an idea of your own, so to speak. But you guys really came together. You really meshed on both sideline and on the on the field. That's uh, that's not the easiest thing to do when your immediate previous history was eh, a little bit of a downer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Westcom brought you know brought brought so many people together from you know different walks of life. I mean, certainly, I, I felt like we were a, a blue collar team. You know, we had a lot of those blue collar personalities on that team. You know, everyone had a, a very good work work ethic, you know, instilled in, in them from their, you know, from their upbringing and from home. And I, I think for them too, coming to West kind of was just like that, that perfect match, you know, it was perfect match of, of, of minds, as, as you mentioned, and folks, folks of like minds, I, I think playing, to, playing together and, and, and folks that just didn't know what, what it meant to give up, you know, and, you know, we weeded those folks out right away, you know, <laughs> at, at camp, you know, we, people taking that mid, midnight, midnight train. train. <laughs> <laughs> right? That, I don't, that midnight train, the whistle used to blow all, you know, all you know, night long during camp. You know what's funny and, about you – know, and what's funny? Survive, yeah, what's right? funny about football now is like when Shea played. I mean, the NCAA has changed college football rules tremendously as far as camp. We would literally have three practices a day. There'd be a morning practice, an afternoon practice, a night practice. Lights go out, repeat, 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 day after day, week after week. Now you're allowed to practice 
three hours a day, one day a week. You have to give them two hours off. It's in a lot of, wow. in a lot of ways, it's probably a better way of doing it because there's more meeting times. But it was a true grind back in the day. It was it was uh, <laughs> it was definitely something. And I, coach, I, I think it was still legal to horse collar and ear hole people. Horse like collar. I'll tell you what. When I when I played football back when I played and I played defensive back. I was coached to put my bike, which my bike helmet, in the spine, the coach used to say. You know, you want to spear people when you tackle them. And the game has changed so much, and it's so much safer now. And But it was definitely a little more brutality in the game when we played. And, and it was taught Absolutely. and coached. And, and uh, But I think it's, I think there's definitely a lot better now as far as the, the way the game has evolved. Yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little happy that the, the helmet to the spine thing is, is no longer allowed. <laughs> That's a that's a nice thing to know, especially if if you got kids well, out now, there. Yeah, now it's it's your head up. I mean, there's so much. Everything is safety. Yeah. Like we're trying to be as safe as we can, and it's it's a safe. And you, as you minimize tackling in practice too. Yeah. Now, a yeah, yeah, we don't. You know, and I kind of learned it from going up with Coach Police. I've been a, a a guest coach up in the summer a lot, and the first time I went up there in the CFL Pro Football, they don't tackle until the first exhibition game. They're playing someone else. They don't even put pants on. They're just in uppers for three weeks, and everything's. So there's definitely a safer way. We're the same way. We probably live tackle and during camp, if it's a two-week camp, maybe one or two days out of those two weeks. And it's it's definitely we're trying to keep everyone the injuries minimized, but we're teaching a lot of form. We're teaching a lot of drills. We're trying to do everything to be smart. But it's it's amazing how much the game has evolved in the last 20, 30 years. Shay, I, I got to ask you no this because Oklahoma's, we just no – more no, more, no more back-to-back stand-up and run at each other oh. and stuff like that. I, oh. th- I think Oklahoma's created more basketball players than football players. <laughs> <laughs> that coach holding the guy in the back and letting him go and stuff like that. Yeah, that's uh, those. Those are what you consider the good old days now in college football. Yeah. Since we yeah. since we just recently had a strength training uh, guru on with us, I have to ask Shay what was what was strength training like back in the day? Because now we're almost. We're, I know you're a young man, but we're talking close to thirty years ago for strength yeah, training. Yeah. What was it like back then? Well, I mean, when I started at Westcon, we didn't we didn't have that nice gym on the west side. We, I think we were still in the in the, the Berkshire town. gym. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the Berkshire that little gym. that little weight room. That's where we were, and and it was it was it was dirty. It was you know, um, it was it was it was it was small and and, and dirty and stinky. But you know, we we were in there <laughs> and we were working. I, I think you know, in ter- in terms of strength and conditioning, you know, the science behind you know what what kids are doing now. Um, to get bigger, faster, stronger is a lot different than, you know, what we were doing. You know, we, it, it seemed like we were focused on, um, you know, lifting heavy weights, you know, and, um, you know, which was great. You know, I, I think when I, when I came in as a freshman, I was 230 pounds by the end of my sophomore year, I was 275, I believe, um, you know, so I, I put on a, I bulked up, I put on a, on a lot of weight. Um, and, but I, the focus wasn't really on speed, really was on, on agility. The focus was on, you know, kind of getting stronger and being, at least for me as a defensive tackle and, and being able to, you know, move that opponent out the way. Um, but, you know, I, I think I did okay. I, I, I had, <laughs> I had some numbers out there and, um, you know, I, with my, with my, my little chicken legs that I had, I, huh. I had a, a pretty solid squat. I had a pretty solid squat and, um, my bench was pretty good. Um, but yeah, like you said, everything about the game is different now. You know, the science behind, 
you know, strength and conditioning and, um, you know, just, you know, the safety measures that are in place with, with you know, with the rules and tackling and, 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 and just kind of and, you know, how you can, you know, how the game, how the game is played now is, is a lot different, you know, from how it was in, in the early 90s, you know, that very, very violent time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, st- I'm, I'm still at it. I, I still try to stay in shape and work out. Obviously not pushing around heavy weights because there's there's no, there's no need for it, you know. Um, so I just work on some beach muscles and, and we'll leave it at that. And and you get a little workout with the cigar, right? Every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get more from I get more from the whiskey than I do from the cigar, <laughs> but they <laughs> they balance out. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you, you deserve every sip, my friend, for all the uh, the time and effort you put in and all you've contributed. Uh, to your community. Hey, hey, getting back to Westcom for just a second, because I, I I know we've kept you a while and we appreciate it, but was it, we, you know, we talk about maybe memorable games, but was there was there an opponent that you really, that Dislike. really just ticked you off, that you really wanted to get them uh, back in the day, so to speak, or, yeah, you know, you, you kind of didn't like, let's put it that way. I- I didn't. I didn't like any of them. <laughs> if they were, if they, if they were lined up, you know, against me, it didn't matter who you were. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna do my best to hurt, to make you hurt really, 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 really bad. And honestly, um, you know, I didn't really pay too much attention to, you know, who I was, who I was playing against. You know, we obviously we sitting in you know, meetings, we would get the scouting reports, and we say, you know, th- you know, watch out for this guy, and, and this guy does that. I didn't really care, you know, who they were. Um, but in retrospect, um, you know, I think Anthony Constantine on Facebook posted um, one of our one of our media guides um, from from a game against Springfield, and in the center in that game was John Cena. So John Cena. I don't remember. I don't remember if we lost that game or won that game, but you know, I I'm pretty sure I beat John Cena up. <laughs> so he he was at center, and I and when we moved to um, you know. That colonial defense and me at me yeah. at nose, I I felt unstoppable at nose guard. Right? Yeah, the so, colonial um, defense is the old forty six bear defense that Chicago mm-hmm. wore. Yes, and and John Cena. There have been loads of uh, over the years about that particular game. There have been many myths about that particular game. People could go and and look at the stats and they'll see, what, you know, what the reality is. But you know, there are there are those who are like. Oh, John Cena, he was so phenomenal. Oh, John Cena, he uh, bleeped his pants in that game. Uh, the West guy had his number. That game. So there have been lots of stuff, so it's good to hear reality. Yeah, reality is this. Shea, he, was so, he must have been so good, you don't even remember playing against him, right? I don't. That's how good he is, right? <laughs> well, he was a big, you know, Cena was a big Massachusetts boy at the time. His dad was the big, the big wrestling guy. Cena eventually followed into his I had no his, idea. his dad's footsteps, but but Cena like The Rock and like many guys who end up in pro wrestling careers was was a football guy first. Uh, the Lesners, the uh, Goldberg, all those guys, football guys first. So, uh, but we're glad that you chose a different path. Uh, as much as I would have loved to seen you face Cena again. In the ring, and remind him of who had his number. 
back in the day. We may have to get some video on that, Shay, see if we got any old Yeah, archives. we have to because I, I don't remember the game. I only remember it because, like I said, AC posted the media guy. And I was like, yeah. oh, John Cena? Really? Yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. So before we run away, again, to go back to where we started this off, the knee's going to be okay? The knee's going to be all right. I Like I said, I'm, I'm up. I'm walking around. Um, you know, I, I walked a couple miles the other day. I'm walking what I, what I, without a cane. I'm only two weeks in, and I'm, I'm hoping to get cleared to be able to drive um, when I see my doctor on Friday. But I'm recovering. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, it's just it is what it is, you know. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm just hoping no other parts break break a fall off fall off me uh, anytime soon. So. Because Shay, you know, when you run for governor, you're going to have to do a lot of walking door to door, kissing some babies too. Yeah, kissing babies, walking door to door. So we want to make sure that he's in tip top shape. They'll be in shape. They'll be in shape. You know, and look, tell tell your wife, it, it'll be okay. Governor's mansion. Governor Bowman does sound pretty pretty it, catchy. It now. does. It does sound. It, it, it sounds incredible, actually. Yeah. And I, <laughs> uh, that, that's a that's a hard sell in the Bowman household. Um, <laughs> well, let me put it well, this one: my wife works for the state, and she doesn't want me to be her boss. That's one of the reasons. <laughs> oh, happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, but you've you've accomplished so much, and uh, and we appreciate you let us kid around a little bit, and also appreciate. The, uh, the memories that you've shared with us today. We wish you nothing but success. And we, as you know, when you come back, it's always a good thing to see Roderick Shea Bowman back and hanging at Westcott. Yeah, Shea, appreciate you coming you, on today. Definitely appreciate Absolutely. you coming on. Thank, thank you for having me. It's certainly my pleasure. And I look forward to seeing everyone at home coming this year, hopefully. Well, thanks again. And say, give our best. Any former colonial you run into, in the Garden State as you're running for governor uh, door-to-door. You never know <laughs> who could be behind the door. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Make sure you say hello for us, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. See you, Shay. We're going to ramp up uh, this week's Westcon Football Podcast. Bart Pasterna, Coach Joe Loth. We thank Roderick Shea Bowman for being with us. But uh, really got to remind people how to stay in touch with us because it's important. This podcast is for you, right, Coach? Yep. Yeah, we got, we got a Facebook page, got an Instagram page, got a Twitter page, got a. But you can also email us at football at wcsu.edu and uh, directly get in touch with us. And the pooch is great about posting the episodes and on, on a weekly basis, so they are easily accessible. It's it's almost like a an archive of. Magnificence. Yeah, and, and, and you know, kind of talking about our, we get a you know a guest next week, uh, Coach Leonard. What's unique about that is, you know, I started here in the mid '90s. It was kind of the first time, maybe '93 was my first year here, from '93 to '96, and I was gone and wasn't back until 2012. But someone's been here the whole time. My man Barbara Sterner <laughs> right here. Yeah. So, I, so what's ah. unique about this podcast is the historical, how far you can go back and. And uh, really tie all this stuff together. So, uh, you know, when I talked to Coach Leonard yesterday, he's like, first thing he said, he's tell Bart I said hello. So, <laughs> so that's what really makes this podcast unique is we're not only trying to, you know, highlight, you know, West Con football and all that stuff. We're also trying to 
use a historical perspective and kind of give the history of this a little bit. But as much as all these guys we have on here are WestCon football guys, Bart is tied to our program as anyone that's ever been involved in WestCon football. And every once in a while, they open the door and let me out. Look here for the podcast. <laughs> Very rarely. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, look, folks, stay in touch with us. We appreciate it. It's always great hearing from former players, coaches, the families of players, and keeping the Westcon history going. Things are looking great for various and sundry teams, but at the same time, we don't want to forget where we came from. That's a big purpose of the Westcon Football Podcast. For the Pooch and Coach Loth, Bart Pasterna saying, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for being with us, everybody. The Westcon Football Podcast is a production of WCSU Media. Engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us find new listeners. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WCSU Podcasts. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for listening.